he was on that show. He was on that show, yeah. Yeah. They were both her older brothers. Poppy. And their mom had left them. Yeah, who was the other brother? I forgot the actor's name. Should have been Mario Lopez. Yeah, but why would she have a Latino brother? Why not? You know what? Touche. You know what I'm saying? And and now who's putting people in boxes? Exactly. that are joining us for the first time this is icon or Wicon, the show where we discuss your favorite film universes one flick at a time my name is andrew david sotomayor i am here with the awakening to my force mr cj laroche the force has awakened in you andrew and oh, i'm not it. i'm not inside of you but i always <laughs> have been oh my god <laughs> off to a great start just hit uh, the ground running, man. Don't, yeah. even, don't even mess around. No, I feel that. This is a big day for us. We've got a very important film to discuss. We've got a very important film to discuss that I think we both loved when oh, we yeah. first saw it. And I'm very interested to see how you feel about the rewatch of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Oof. I'm actually ready to talk about it. Uh, not only did I love this movie the first couple times I saw it, because I saw it a couple times, uh, loved it again when I watched it yesterday. Loved it. Absolutely. I, I, I had my tickets weeks in advance. Uh, the person I went to see it with, unfortunately, was late, so I had a shitty seat the first time. But the next four times that I saw it in the, in the theaters, uh, just, just blown away, just really excited about uh, the direction that the franchise was going. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it today. Yeah, no, this movie kills. I mean, it hits you at the gate really hard with that opening sequence with the stormtroopers. Uh, the whole setup with Poe's got a secret message, all of this stuff, like the way they set the mystery up from the start, from the title crawl to that first sequence is Absolutely. so packed with action. It's money. It's money. The very first thing we see coming out of that, the planet, the Star Destroyer, blocking out the light the front of the star destroyer looks exactly like kylo ren's badass new lightsaber and out come those four ships breaking through the darkness passing through the light to the planet they hit the they hit the planet it's like omaha beach man it's like d-day you know jj abrams loves steven spielberg one of his mentors he set this thing up just like saving private saving private ryan is fantastic We've got stormtroopers getting picked off as soon as they 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 land. The villagers are there. I love the first line in this movie, Laura Santeca. He says, "This will begin to make things right." He's not talking about anything happening in the Force Awakens. He's talking about the prequels. Shots fired right off the bat. I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh my gosh, it's super exciting. Do you know what I love? I love that he makes good on this commitment to show us some shit we've never seen before. Because did you not flip out? For Kylo Ren's entrance. Fantastic, man. John Williams, you've done it again. What an amazing theme. I mean, it, 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 it you know, it's, it's Vader's theme is the Imperial March and, and we know it and we love it. But I think this, this, this comes like, like great Vader's grandson. This is, this is the theme for Vader's grandson. It's fantastic. We hear it through, through the next three movies. Uh, he's got this great new shuttle that's sort of like, you know, the old Imperial Star Destroyer, but it's like just a little bit better. He hits the ground. He comes out. He's looking like he's looking like a fucking medieval nightman. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he's looking like he's wearing chain mail. He comes over, he talks, he's, he's got the mask. It's fantastic. Everything about it is, um, he, he, he stops a blaster. He stops a blaster with the force and you, the, the blast stays in the scene. Stays in the scene. Oscar Isaac uses it as a scene partner when he's being dragged over there. It, it's unbelievable. That part, when he fucking stopped that laser blast with the force, that yeah. screwed me up so bad. And then in that same opening sequence, you've got um, the bloody handprint on the stormtrooper's face. Stormtroopers are real. Yeah. They're real people. They're not just clones. They're not just, you know, uh, nameless soldiers. They're not just foot soldiers. They're real people and they've got emotions. And this guy who got the, the blood wiped on him, he's going through it. Yeah. Well, and he's he going essentially, through it. He essentially gets baptized is the thing. Absolutely. Like he's changed yeah. from this moment. It's that handprint that really, really changes him and he can't hang anymore. And it's so special because, so let's roll it back a little bit. You've got the original trilogy, right? Yeah. And then you have the whole fiasco of Clerks, our very first episode. Oh, oh yeah, Bisto. We have Clerks talking about the uh, stormtroopers that were just at their job, you know? Yeah. And how they, they got blown up on the Death Star for no reason. They're just independent right. contractors. They're uh, just there. And yeah. so the answer to that becomes what the prequel trilogy says that, well, actually, they're clones of Jango Fett. Well, the the troop the clone troopers that fought in the Clone Wars. I don't think that we it's ever explicitly mentioned in canon. I think that they phased out the clone troopers, and those stormtroopers are actually like just regular regular Joes. I have to do a little bit of extra research because I vaguely remember a point in time where he was dubbing stormtrooper voices over with Jango Fett's voice. Oh God, I hope not because that has been that has been defunct in the canon. Yeah, yeah, but I could be wrong. We'll see. I drink a lot. It happens. Yeah. It's quarantine. We're still quarantined, like like it or not. Yeah, it's quarantine. Sure. Mm. That's why I drink a lot. <laughs> anyway, this whole thing, you have Finn or FN2187. Now, remember 2187, kids. That was the cell block that Leia was being held in. So good. It was also a short film by Arthur Lipset that actually inspired a lot of the stuff that George made in the first Star Wars. And it, it, it's funny, one of the last lines in that film is, uh, your number is 2187. So it's, 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 all, it's like a reference within a reference wrapped in a reference. It's amazing. It's satisfying. And then uh, after Finn is having his crisis of faith moment, we hear Captain Phasma is like, you know, like, yeah, we're going to need to check the registry of your weapon. Why Captain you Phasma? Played by the great Gwendolyn Christie, so Game cool. of Thrones. Oh my God, they kind of waste her, but we'll get to that later. She's the Boba Fett of this trilogy. Sure is. But Ray, then we get Ray introduced. Like this, this Act One is so bonkers with action and interesting things and really beautiful nods to the past. Ray's entrance as a junker is super cool. She toboggans down a hill. She's yeah. in a situation where she's trading parts for these rations. She lives in an old at-at. Like, it's, there's so much cool shit in the first 40 minutes of this movie. She lives in an at-at. She's got a Rebel pilot doll. She's wearing a Rebel helmet. The letters on the side of that helmet, Andrew, are Arabesh. Star Wars language is Arabesh, right? That's their alphabet. R- a-E-H. 
You know what that was? That was Captain Dosmit Ray of Tyrfin Yellow Aces. Okay, that's from a book that you had to read to really know what was going on in this movie. Chuck Wendig's trilogy, Aftermath, Empire's End. That's how I know that. Uh, so it's great. It's amazing. Um, but, you know, it is a little bit of a, just a little bit of a thing that's gone on lately in the Star Wars universe. We talked about it. There's a lot of supplemental reading that you have to do. Fortunately, I did it. I read this trilogy before I went and saw this movie. So I had all of this information. But again, J.J. Abrams, I actually think it stands on its own, right? Because we know that that's a Rebel pilot doll because we've seen Star Wars. We know that that's a Rebel Alliance helmet because we've seen Star Wars. The fact that it says Rey, it's unimportant. That's her name. It's just a fun little thing for the fans. Well, and that's what's interesting because uh, the tie-in, especially specifically the Disney tie-ins, started becoming a thing immediately. They really wanted to make their mark and have their own extended universe. They, they made the original mm-hmm. extended universe non-canon. It's the Legends universe now. Correct. And so this trilogy of supplemental materials before this movie, it's a thing and it's cool. But I think that whole moment is designed to be interesting, to be bonus stuff. As the trilogy continues, they start using the relationship with bonus material against the audience to answer for their shoddy filmmaking. And I said it. And I'll stand by it, but we'll get into it more. Let's continue Great. this love fest of Force Awakens because I really, really Let's feel. please. Yeah, no, it's I going a, well. I have a question for you. Yep. I love Poe's interrogation with Kylo Who talks Ren. first? Who talks first? You talk first, I talk first. That's what, what? he says. Oh, Those okay, are his sorry. lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I love the interrogation. My thing is this. By the time Kylo decides to read Poe's mind, all other interrogation moments have failed. Yeah, it's like we gotta we gotta go through um, the the beer the the red tape, right? Like he's got to go through the levels. Like he could have just gotten it right then and there. He should have just gotten it right then and there. And this is the yeah. thing that I love this movie. And while I love this movie, it does that J.J. Abrams thing. And I love J.J. Abrams stuff, but he he will just boldly go into an arena. I see what I did there. I did. I did. My eyes lit up. I was waiting, but it's satisfying enough. Go ahead. Yeah. He will boldly go to a place where it had to go because movie, you know? Yeah. He likes things to be cool. And so he'll just do that. So like, this is the first of a litany of choices he makes because movie. He makes quite a few in this movie. Force Awakens, there's an egregious amount. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, yes. This is Force Awakens, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Kylo Ren pulls this same shit later with Rey. Yeah. Could just could have just gotten it right there, but no, let's get out of here. Let's pack up and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's let's yeah. and let's let's go to the ship because we need a change of location and we need to give her something to escape. That's right. But um I how do you feel about the Finn and Poe bromance? I wanted more. I mean, obviously when they when they meet up again later in the movie, um there's a big, long uh, run to each other. There's a giant hug. You know, we're setting oh, yeah. it up. We're setting it up. Um, but again, I think we we get away from it because of the next movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that we said. I think that's the biggest the biggest issue with this film is that we know what comes next, right? So it's hard it's hard for me to answer that question because I know what comes next and I know what happens next. Uh, at the time, I'm totally down, man. Like I've got a love triangle here that's reminiscent of the first one. 
No, and they're obviously trying to show that to us. And it's it's really, really cool. Their escape, their fighter escape is so cool. Yeah, it's dope. You know, when they crashed the Nanjaku. Now, then then I'm, I'm asked to make another leap, though, because how does, where does Poe go? He gets launched out of the cockpit and he wake up, woke up in the middle of the night. No you, no ship, no nothing, but, yeah. but plot. Yeah, I know. They tell us later. You know, yeah. they, they answer to that later. It's just it's just a little weird that in the moment. It's a little weird. It's just a weird. It's weird. It's weird every time. You know, because I, yeah, I forget that he's going to tell him that he got thrown from the ship. Yeah, he got thrown but, out of his jacket too. Yeah, the jacket. Right. Maybe he took it off as they were crashing. I, I would have liked to see great. that. I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to have seen Qui Gon Jinn get kicked off the Jedi Council and what he got kicked off for. You know, it's he suffers a little bit from that. <laughs> from that thing that all the Star Wars directors seem to, yeah, you know, they just they, they just do put things. it in the movie, put, put it, it in put the it movie, in the movie. And me, yeah, and let me see it happen. Don't tell me about it later. Yeah, um, we haven't really talked enough about Kylo yet, but Kylo is very interesting because I feel like, and I haven't done a ton of research on this, but uh, he he has some Anakin tantrums, and I think that's neat. That it's, yeah, it's the first time we've seen an effective delivery of an Anakin tantrum. It's very scary. But they, they, they let him use his lightsaber and they let him stay masked up. And that's part of why it works. Yeah, it's total total tantrum, total Skywalker, uh, Tashi station to pick up some power converters. Oh, you yeah. know, it's, it's in that whole bloodline, man. They're, they're, they just, they're kind of, they they're kind out. of a little bitch. Yeah. They, they go a little mad. Yeah, for sure. It's very cool. Um, so here's my thing, though. Mm. Luke Skywalker is a myth now in this universe. Yeah, that's. And a, that's, I don't know how that happened. It's an issue. Well, that's an issue. It's, maybe maybe it's because she's so far out. Like Jakku is in like the outer rim. Uh, but yeah, and it, it was unnecessary. It's unnecessary to make him a myth. I feel like it's a nod to the top of A New Hope when mm-hmm. they think the Jedi are a myth. It's true. Yeah. But if you watch the prequel trilogy, there's no way Han Solo was about twelve. When the Galactic Empire formed? Yeah, and this is only like 50 years after that. Yeah, so Han Solo, and Han Solo poses a big problem for the narrative. Because let's say if we imagine Han Solo is 12 during the events that happen in Revenge of the Sith, right? Let's assume okay. that. Yeah, sure. He's about 12, so he knows a world where the Jedi are the supreme peacekeepers, Right. Yeah, the peace, the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. Yeah, so he knows that. So we get to a new hope. Uh, why does he think the force is a myth? He was the only a- thing that the only thing that I can that I do in my mind to make that work is he knows about the Jedi, but what he questions is the force. Okay. Right, and that's the only way that I can possibly get through that scene. So Him in his he, yellow shirt. So when he makes his when they make the big Han Solo Chewie reveal in this movie. He's like, the force is real. It's such a revelation to him. Well, he does say that he didn't believe it either, but it's real, all of it. So he's he's speaking to his journey from the I think original so. trilogy. I think so, yeah. I think that, you know, I think that that's how they, they sort of move on from that. But okay. she doesn't need to not... See, here's the thing. For her to, for Ray to, like, hear that the force is real and then pick up using the force, that's problematic as opposed to her hearing Luke Skywalker's name and like totally fucking fangirling out, you know what I mean? And then being like, being uh, uh, shit, being faced with the force in Kylo Ren with the interrogation and then feeling it rise up inside her awakening 
inside of her. I can, I actually buy that more than her being like, Oh my God, the force is real. Holy shit. Get the fuck out of here, mate. <laughs> right. And then, like, Oh, I could use the force too. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it as much as her being like, Oh my God, I fucking love the rebels and I love Luke Skywalker. And I fucking, I, I would love to be able to use the force, you know? And then when Kylo puts it in her, that's not what I meant. When Kylo, <laughs> when Kylo uses the Force and she feels it, then it awakens inside of her. Then I'm on board a little bit more with Ray, just like insta forcing. Okay, there's some stuff though. You agree that there's some stuff. As good as the movie is, there's some larger narrative oh, no, stuff that's clumsy. There's a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of things that, like, I think JJ was, you know, making a Star Wars movie and was kind of giving us. He was trying to give us a new hope, right? Yeah. Figuratively and literally. Mm. Um, and again, it's it's why I like I take such I take such issue with the folks at Disney and the producers at Disney now being like, we know we know that the fans want something, but if we just give them a new hope, that's not going to be good enough. Like we need to like we need to do what George did with the prequels and just do it better because we yeah. can. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of Han and Chewie, is there a better version of this movie where we don't even meet them? Like, do we need the original trilogy people to make this nostalgia journey complete? Because I'm honestly, so- the movie was popping until the millennium, and even even the stuff for the first half, like there was some clumsy storytelling stuff that I didn't get, but the movie was really, really popping until the Millennium Falcon mysteriously flew back to Han Solo. That yeah. I can't speak to. I don't know how that happened. And and it kind of like, I I loved the Rathtar sequence. I thought it was fun. I know they were even created to be like a family-friendly monster. You know, it's a cute moment. Uh, the banter fixing the Falcon before uh, Han gets there is really cute. Like the whole set of getting to it. But once we get to meeting Han and Chewie, I think the movie gets a little bit worse. I think that it takes a step back, certainly. And I'm, I'm so glad you asked me that question about the, the do we need the original characters? The, the first three movies in, in release order, episodes four through six, are about Luke Skywalker redeeming Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. The first three movies of the prequels, one, two, and three, were about Anakin Skywalker's fall to the dark side. Mm-hmm. What is the third trilogy about? You know what I'm saying? And that's where the mistake, that's when this, that's when these great mistakes were made and the things that you're talking about were made because it was like, no one had a plan. Yeah. No one had a three movie plan. George Lucas didn't really have a plan when he wrote the prequels. Like he wrote them one at a time and he wrote them in order, but he knew where A was and he knew where Z was. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a shout out to my Canadian listeners. He had A to Z, right? And all this trilogy had to do was write down A and write down Z. So they introduced this character of Ray, right? So we have to give her a mentor. Okay, well, we've Harrison Ford is still alive. So let's make her mentor Han Solo. I think that what you said is absolutely right. I think that's where the movie takes its most its biggest misstep. I didn't need Han and Leia and Luke. No. I didn't need them. I needed new material. I needed it to relate somehow to 
one, two, and four, five, and six, and one, two, and three. The way that they chose to relate it was Ben Solo's fall to the dark side. But Ben Solo is an ancillary character, right? Ben Solo is not the protagonist of these films. It's Ray, right? So unless Ray somehow connects to Obi-Wan or super connects to the Skywalker family, then this, this movie is out of place. It's true. And you're just you're just recycling because Han and Leia were not a part of the first three movies. The Millennium Falcon makes a an appearance in Revenge of the Sith. I think we missed that. I think we, we did. missed we that. We didn't Revenge talk about that. Yeah. What did we miss? That. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? We 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 don't really need them to make this thing great and to continue Star Wars. If you want to give me Luke Skywalker and relate Rey somehow to Luke through Obi Wan or whatever, great. But the biggest misstep, like you said, is Han and Leia's son. No, I don't need that. I need something else. Or I need it all to make sense. And as we know, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. I actually think it's a good power move to make the villain Han and Leia's son. I think that's cool. But if that's the case, let me discover that without having to look at Han and Leia. Because right. all that does is create questions about their relationship, where their relationship went wrong. She briefly explains, I wanted him to train with Luke. Like Leia, Leia gets prequel trilogy force dumb conveniently. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and if and if we were if it was gonna be about Han and Leia's kid, then it needed to be about Han and Leia's kid. Yeah. Not about Ray. Ray muddies everything and makes their presence in the film jarring. Well, and the thing is, once they get on the scene, we've seen new and interesting things until they come on the scene. Once they come on the scene, it's callback city. Because then we go to Maz Kanata, the the castle, uh, Maz's castle. I forget there's a name. It's in Takodana. Takodana. Yeah, but I don't know. Takodana Castle. Yeah, and Uh, before, once they come on the scene, Andrew, we are just fucking pounded with references. Ray and Finn hiding in the smuggling compartment, yeah. wearing the gas mask that they wore inside the crater. The 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 Kess talking about the Kessel Run. Yeah, Finn picks up Luke's training orb. You know, it's like guys, no, hollow we're, chest. we're in Ho- yeah. the hollow chest. Now that's a good thing about the hollow chest, though, because it picks up right where that little shit got thrown to the ground. And his next move, you see it, he gets yeah. up and he bitch slaps the big guy who threw him down. So uh, that's a that's a point for that. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's like we're we're in, you guys. Yeah, like, we're here. We're, it's Star Wars. Yeah, and, and and there's a new villain, and he's got a fucking cross guard lightsaber. And who the fuck is he? But no, you're absolutely right. Here comes Han and Chewie, and now it's like fan service. The whole movie shifts right down to a, a, a third Death Star. We got the third Death Star. And get it, I yeah. get it, I get it. This one's bigger. This is different. They literally have lines built in to explain why this is different. And I'm just like, or, or go with me on this. We do a different act three thing because the fact that the act three is another, there's a weak spot. There's always a weak spot. They lean into the fact that it's all of a sudden the same movie. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and I think that like, I would love to know about the organization that built this new death star. Well, and what's funny is Maz has dialogue that really is very charged. And she really wants us to be interested in the First Order. She really wants us to be interested in Ray's origin. 
Uh, I'm actually interested in her. She has a very unique relationship to the Force. She explains that she is not a Jedi, but she's connected to the Force. Like yeah. she, she is a walking new trilogy Easter egg, and she gives no us so much juice. And I was so very, much. very excited. She, I want to know how she has uh, Luke's, lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber. How that's, oh, that's even another possible. story. That's another for story another for a different time. time. That's, yeah. that's just lazy fucking screenwriting, yeah, JJ. All, well, yeah, because that's another story for another time. You know what else is another story? Why does Kylo have Darth Vader's helmet? Why does he have his helmet? And also there's a, there's a, there's a movie mistake in that scene where he's sitting down and you see him from the profile and supposedly the helmet's behind him when mm. he stands up. It's not there when he's sitting down at first. But why does he have that helmet? Did he, Where'd he did get he it? Go out, did he go out to the fucking end door with a little Goonie map thing and and find his No. Did Luke, yeah. did Luke, no, Luke burnt it. To sh and Luke didn't take it with him. Yeah, it was on the funeral pyre. Yeah, but here's the thing. Darth Vader's here. Anakin Skywalker, who the first six fucking movies are about, really, is here. Yeah. So you just have one scene where he talks to him and then that's it? You know? Like, I, I, I want to ask you a question. Talk to me. Who do you think J.J. thought Ray's parents were? I think J.J. thought... I'm so glad you asked me this. I, I think J.J. thought Ray's father was Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's, it's the only thing that makes sense. The, 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 writing, the writing really does lead to the fact that she's his long-lost daughter. And that right. he, he hid her. He hid her. And it's all there, man, in the fucking Clone Wars animated series. He's got a girlfriend that he fucking, you know, she ends up dying. Maybe the timeline would have been wrong. But they set up the fact that, like, he was a ladies' man, you know? And, 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 and him, Alec Guinness, and Ewan McGregor both having lines in her Force vision. You know, that's the only way that it could have been tied into the first six movies. Well, it, it, we discover later that there's another way that they are going to tie it into the first six movies, it, it, uh, you know, but I don't play Fortnite, so I never would have known. Well, yeah, and, and here's the other thing. So I'm glad we're on this realm of discussion because uh, this is the leap of faith portion of the film, right? Mm -hmm. So we get the Leia and Han reunion and it's sweet and then uh, R2 is in low power mode without Luke. That doesn't really make sense. What the fuck? That and you know make what? Sense. He's, he's maybe a Aiden even asks asks three PO. He's like, maybe R two has the rest of the map, and and three PO is all of a sudden an idiot. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason that there's no reason he'd have it. And this map, Andrew, and the map. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got some ephemeral issues with the map too that we'll get into later. But uh, you were saying R two sleeping. R two sleeping. Uh, so there's there's all these things that I have to just kind of accept because movie, and they, right. I'm hit with references, and then I'm hit with all of these things. But um, I'm, I'm mostly hit with the fact that the dialogue would lead that Ray is very important to this narrative and very well connected to the original trilogy. She learns the Jedi mind trick from no one. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can understand. And, and even when I was watching the movie, I knew that I was watching a movie called The Force Awakens, yeah. right? And I knew, like I said earlier, when Kylo first Force used her, that was when the Force awakened inside of her right so like i'm okay with that i'm okay with leia saying there's still good in him in reference to kylo yeah you know like like i totally i totally get it it's just i don't get enough of it 
either in the in this movie or in the next one, right? Yeah, because I th- I think that it's a very different conversation. I mean, obviously it's a different conversation if you and I are just hashing out the Force Awakens in 2015. Yeah, 16, and that, now that right? we know where they took the story, it's a very very different conversation. But yeah. uh, she becomes suspiciously strong in the Force. Kylo becomes suspiciously weak. Kylo becomes suspiciously weak because Chewie fucking blasted him. Okay. Right. So like again, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Okay. You're you're I'm you're here. So, you're buying it, and and I feel yeah. that. I, I feel that. Um, all right. How about this? How come Finn and Ray can hang in a fight with Kylo? Are we going to talk about Finn's lightsaber skills? Well, here's the thing for me. Earlier, after Taco Donna, oh, did you know Kevin Smith is in this movie? I didn't know that. Kevin Smith, when after the first lightsaber fight that Finn has and, and him and Chewie and Han get captured, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith is the next stormtrooper to talk. That's amazing. He says, we've got resistance coming in at 286. Move, move, move. That's Kevin so cool. Smith, made into Star Wars. The I love Wars. it. Well done. Well done. Uh, but no, that, that I think because Finn has been trained since he was a young boy, right? And I think the way that JJ was feeling is that if I show Finn in a lightsaber battle with this guy who's using that weird, not lightsaber, but like it's still a sword. Mm. So Finn can use a tool like that. We see that Ray knows how to use her staff. So Ray knows how to fight. And also Chewie fucking put a blaster bolt in Kylo Ren's side. Okay. So he's, All right. he's working at like 50% and he's a cocky little son of a bitch. Right. So he's, he's only using one hand. Doing. Yeah. He's only using one hand, just like Vader did at cloud yeah. city. Right. So he's, he's, he, he could have easily laid waste to Finn, but he was toying with him a little bit. And then when Ray pulls Excalibur out of the snow. That's a cool moment. Right? It's that's the fucking best moment in the that's whole That's a movie. very, very cool moment. And yeah, so here's that's a the, fucking nerdgasm if I've ever seen one. So here's the thing. We have a section that's just like mm, wonky, 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 but he wins us back. Mm-hmm. And and he wins us back by Han is Han trying to rescue Kylo. It's pretty on brand for Han to like be a hero, yep. whether he wants to or not. And he's going to go save his son. It's great filmmaking with with the fucking transition of light from light to dark. And then his face is red. Everybody knows Han is about to die, but we're hoping against hope that somehow he doesn't. Oh, it's a very powerful moment. It's a very powerful moment. And then cutting over to Leia who can feel it. Leia who can feel it. It's very, very good. So the back end of it, the back end of the movie really, really saves itself it's very we've very got a cool. beautiful echo with ray and finn watching their mentor get struck down just like luke watched obi-wan it's ray's very, dad gets struck down it's very very good but then we have to answer to the fact that there is a trilogy so our two wakes up and he does have the map well i mean let's talk about like chewy just rolling in and saving them both let's talk about the planet splitting perfectly with kylo on one side ray and finn Fortunately, on the same side. Uh, leaps, 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 yeah. leaps, leaps again. Anytime they yeah. run out of things to do, anytime there was a gap, they just leap. Yeah, and also like when fucking, so like, so so here we come, we get back to the planet of Drakkar Noir. It's called Drakkar, <laughs> but I call it Drakkar Noir, sure. right? Leia's ex-husband, I don't know if they were ever married. I, I haven't read that book yet, but he just died. Oh, I know Her ex-husband's best friend gets off the fucking ship. I know. She lets him walk right past to hug Ray, who she's known for 10 minutes. 
I know. I know because the f because movie trying to echo the end of New Hope, or he's trying to echo the end of New Hope, like like he doesn't get a medal, he doesn't get a hug. Like what the fuck was that, man? Anyway, yeah. no. R two wakes up. We now we've got the map, which like what, what's with okay. the fucking like drawing? Like what did he? What, couldn't he just like put a fucking pin in? <laughs> be like, I'm out here, yo. Oh. If you don't want to be found, why do you hide a map to your location? sense it doesn't doesn't make make any sense any sense it's just because we need to start the movie with poe hiding something in bb8 right so bb8 can have his moment at the end r2 wakes up for no reason and don't fucking tell me that it's the will of the force that a droid took a a 10-year nap and came back i'm not going to tell you that because i can't it's bad thank you as far as like lore and plot go it's it's that sucks it sucks. But it's a testament to the fucking great filmmaking of this movie that I still love it. I love the movie. It's just, it just those plot points suck so bad. And then the last thing I will speak on before we take a break is the title crawl says that General Organa has sent her best pilot to retrieve this map to find Luke because she needs to find Luke. So the goal, the resistance primary goal has been to get Luke because they need to stop the First Order and they believe that the Jedi need to rise again to make this happen, that Luke is the only one. This plan has been in play. So I will send Chewie, who is an ally, but he's been being a criminal for a couple of years. Sure. I will send him with Ray, who I met 10 minutes ago to carry out this very sacred and noble mission for yep. the resistance. Cause. Movie. Because sequel. I mean. Yeah. It's terrifyingly awful at the end. Your brother. That's your twin brother. Why didn't she go fucking get him herself? Why didn't she go herself? Or why didn't she send Poe? You know? It's already been sent in place. But be like, Luke. Dude, Han is fucking dead. Your nephew, my son, is following in our father's footsteps. Like, if anyone can get him back, it's her. I can't feel you, Luke. You've cut yourself off from the Force. I can't feel you. I can feel things. I use the Force. The the whole audience watched me do it earlier when Han died. Yeah. You know? Like, I can use the Force. I can't find you. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to need to talk to you, Luke, in person. We're going to have to have a conversation. I'll send a stranger. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't make sense. Thumbs, thumbs down. But Boom. man, I love this. But I love this movie. I know. I love Fuck, it too. I love it so good. Uh, let's take a break. Let's do it. You know, Andrew, as much as doing these episodes takes away from my video game time, I do really enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to you too, CJ. But you know what's missing? I wish there was a way for us to communicate with our 17 listeners. Oh, what if they were to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Icon or Ycon? That's a fantastic start. And you know what else they should do? They should take a minute to subscribe to us on all of their favorite podcast apps. Well, what are those iconic apps? I mean, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Amazon Music? Do they like bring it to your door? No, they do not. Oh, okay, good. Back to the show. And we're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a thrilling break. Did you do something fun, CJ? No. No, I didn't. I ate a oatmeal cream pie. Mm. Remember those? 
I do. I do. I have a really, really shocking story about when I was in seventh grade. Somebody sat one on my lunch chair, and I sat on it. And uh, it. I was wearing cream-colored shorts because Florida, and uh, mm. it left an oatmeal cream pie stain on my butt. And they told everybody I shit myself. Oh, that's unfortunate. But you didn't land the nickname of cream pie after that. I didn't. That would have been way worse. Yeah, you know, that would have been good, bad. Yeah, I think that whole story is really alleviated by the fact that I find out later that everybody's seventh grade kind of sucked. Yeah, seventh, eighth grade. That was like when we started going to dances and started, you know, feeling things. <laughs> Speaking of feeling things, like, yeah, let's, let's feel the force awakening in us. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Oh, Who the so fuck good. are you, man? Who are you, though? We're it's never going to know. We're never, never going to know. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know because I read the novelization. <laughs> So I All right, know. CJ, what worked for you about this movie? Well, what worked for me was it was a Star Wars movie in the style of Star Wars mm-hmm. that was called Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? So I had just come from three movies that were Star Wars movies like in the style of Perry Mason. Uh, and now I'm watching a Star Wars movie, you know, and uh, it's got it's got mm-hmm. the old characters and that's, Fun. I didn't like I said I didn't necessarily need them, but it's fun. Uh, I've got the Millennium Falcon. I've got uh, I've got crash star destroyers in the sand. You know I've got a, a tipped over at at. So it's it's a Star Wars movie, and it's the return of Star Wars. And I think that you know it's a great movie. It's not a fantastic uh, store addition to the canon the storyline mm-hmm. sure 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 um, but it's a fantastic star wars movie and jj abrams made a star wars movie you know um that that cantina scene with the wolfman oh, right? yeah. so he's he's saying like i know that the wolfman has been replaced i'm gonna give him back to you i'm gonna i'm gonna have a cantina song that, that i'm gonna sing with lin-manuel miranda yeah like, that's amazing jj well done buddy like you get it you know the audience you know you know the time that you're living in so so to that end, I think that's what that's what really, really, really works for me. And and also, there's so many cameos in this film, that's and all of them, all of them are great. I mean, I'm not going to list them, but there we've got we've got a sand snake, we've got the the little kid from Love Actually, we've got a 007, you know, we've we've got the, the, Gary Fisher's daughter, we've got the guy from Lost. We've got the guy from every other JJ movie, you know. Greg Grunberg. It's, it's Greg Grunberg, right? Ken Long yeah. is the guy from Lost. Uh, Lady fucking Shackleton, who oh, happens yeah. to be who happens to be Christopher Lee's niece, is in this movie. So I think that just he the the, the movie itself being a Star Wars movie, all of these wonderful cameos because everybody wants to be in a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I'm just gonna add one more thing. Uh, the new, I hope I don't steal yours, but the new music. Oh, no, that wasn't mine. Shockingly enough, that's not mine. But the new score is fantastic. It's the new Resistance theme. It's excellent. Ray's theme I can listen to right now. Well, he's just a better composer now. He was always really, really talented. And that's one thing that's great about that. I'm glad you brought up the score because that's in none of my notes. But I do want to say that you really do hear John Williams really stepping into his power. Like, this music is spectacular. And, and like, like I said, his, he's known for his fanfare. He's known for the sweep. He's known for being amazingly talented. But this trilogy's scores, they're so good. Yeah, so and the music, 
the music fits into the universe perfectly. It's like it's been there the whole time. What what worked for you? Uh, the introductions of the new heroes. You know, yeah. you know me as 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 chatty as I like to be. I'm shy, and meeting new people is difficult for me. And sure. in in movies and franchises, I love. I mean, we started this whole thing because we have a love of franchises. I love a franchise, and I say this all the time. Sometimes I don't want to meet anybody new. You know, I just need to see, catch up with my people. And I knew this was going to revolve around some new people. And I knew these new people were going to be casual echoes of people that I loved, Mm -hmm. which I think would have landed better had the people I loved not been there. It's my personal thing. We'll get to that later. But uh, I think the introduction of the big four, at least, Finn, Ray, Poe, and Kylo, everybody got a really really good act one power start, right? Yeah, They all sure. had a great foot in the gate. And then later on in the movie, all four of them got a really, really good, um, I'm just gonna start this thread for you so the next two directors can run with it. Like they got some really solid thread starts. Yep. You know, I, I personally, watching this movie again, I was like, oh, so Finn is gonna end up leading a stormtrooper rebellion, right? That's obviously where his story is going to go. You know what I mean? Like makes the, sense. The, it makes sense. Yeah. Even threads. though, like as he was leaving, he blasted like twenty-five of his homeboys with no regard for human life. He made a choice. He sure did. He made a choice. He sure did. Uh, uh, it's just that you know we're gonna we're obviously gonna figure out how important Ray is to the larger narrative, right? This is something yep. that's so set up that she's very important. Right, that yep. her lineage is important. We've set up that we're gonna have to t- reconcile with Kylo Ren's uh, battle between light and dark, and it's really set up in a way that he's probably gonna choose the darkness. Yes. You know, so like yep. these, but these threads are clear and they're powerful. Poe, Poe is the best pilot. He's put in the title crawl as the best and most trusted pilot. He can and we fly. Get to see it in- we can see in Taco Dono, man. He takes out like 14 ships in one yeah. pass. Yeah. So obviously this trilogy is going to go to a place where he becomes an admiral. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So these threads He's are, the next Akbar. Yeah. These threads are put in place and it's so clear what they're put in place to do. And it makes me very excited. I think uh, on a rewatch, it, it kind of is uh, disheartening to know that none of these threads that are so deliberately laid out the mantle never gets picked up by the following directors. Yep. Even JJ, unravels. when he comes back, he doesn't pick them back up. Just and, unravels. Uh, but it's pretty clear where the story's going to go, and it's rather exciting. Like Finn and Poe's relationship, Ray and Ray and Finn's connection, Ray Finn yep. and Poe's triangle, all of these things, Maz Kanata's connection to the Force, all of these new heroes are introduced in such a dazzling way. It's really dazzling. Exciting. I really want to see where these plot threads go. So as the can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, can't wait to see what effective. happens next. So yep. so excited. It's really good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, say lovey. What did not work for you? Two things. Uh, well, two and a half things really. The map. <laughs> Luke it's Skywalker. Bad. Luke Skywalker being in this movie for. 14 seconds. How did she find him? <laughs> How did she find him? Um, yeah, why was it her? Uh, why is there a map? Why does it have a line in it? Like, why Why? Why does R2 have half of it, but Laura Santeca, who the fuck is that? Why does he have the other half? Um, he clearly knows Kylo. Love to hear more about that. Yeah. 
the map, Luke gonna... Skywalker, Luke Skywalker has vanished. I, I just, I'm not, I don't, I, 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 he neither needs to be dead or in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I can't, I can't have the fucking Skywalker saga. It's the Skywalker saga. Yeah, it is. It's not Star Wars. It's the Skywalker saga. And you give me, you give me half a Skywalker, you give me half a movie with one Skywalker, Leia, right? But she's an Organa, right? I, I just, that, that really didn't work for me. The other thing that doesn't work for me in this movie, in this, in, in this narrative, um, this is Finn's first battle. This is the first one that he's in. Yeah. He's like, he's like 25. Like yeah. how long has it been? You know, and, the, and there's a very extensive training process. I, I guess. I mean, they, they got him when he was eight or nine, you know, though he was eight or nine. Like what happened? <laughs> how, why did it take so long? You know, I, I, I would have loved to not, I, I think I would have bought it more if that wasn't his first battle, you know, um, I, I, I think that if he had said, you know, like I've been doing this for three years now or 17 rotations and I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. But like the first time out, he needs to be younger Yeah. because they're not they're, they're, they're like, like however long into the first order we are, you know, at this point, like they, they wouldn't wait that long to put him into his first battle. So, so that doesn't work for me. Um, what, what doesn't work for you? Speaking I want to go back for a second. Speaking to that, don't we find out in the next movie that he was a custodian? Don't they speak to that plot point? Yeah, right. But he was I mean, a custodian get, for a while. Did he get Did he get promoted? I guess to foot soldier. And then, but if he, but he wouldn't have been promoted. See, that's the thing. It like, doesn't that's make the sense. issue that I have. He it wouldn't have been sense. promoted if if he was going to freak out when his buddy got shot. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they would have they would have kept him on custodial duty. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll answer your question now. Uh, what didn't work for me was, uh, we talked a little bit about it, the integration of the old heroes. Mm-hmm. I think it hamstrung the story. I think we had a shot. We had some really interesting characters, or some sketches of characters, some really interesting like starts of characters, sure. and, and some really solid actors behind them. And, yep. and I, I think uh, utilizing them creates, creates an overall... Like the the misutilization of these new actors in the spirit of including the original actors creates uh, a a major disconnect and it's a a disservice to these really good young actors that are, they they could have built a really great trilogy if they put it on these actors' shoulders. I really like these new heroes and I like that they're echoes of the old heroes and I like that they trusted me as the audience member to see the parallels and spot the parallels. And as soon as Han and Chewie come on the scene, uh, you're not trusting me to spot the parallels. You're going to make them for me. And you're going to double down on them and give me more references. So Easter eggs now become plot threads, right? right? And then as soon as we start integrating the old heroes, all I'm doing is noticing that these new heroes, which are not as fleshed out, which don't have the 40 years of baggage that I have with my old heroes, uh, these new heroes are, are pale imitations, right? So the integration right. of the old heroes is sloppily done. It's not in service of a narrative that suits the new heroes. No. And it doesn't allow the new heroes to truly blossom in an interesting way. Right. And it muddies, it muddies the waters because there's too many things. There's too many people. There's, there's too much happening. Yeah. You know? like I, God, God bless Han Solo for getting out right away. 
Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. like that's, that maybe could have happened halfway through the movie, you know, and like Luke could have been long gone, you know, or we could have started, we could have started a hundred years after. That's also a thing that doesn't work for me is, is the timeline yeah. of the first order. Yeah. Like how did you fucking build all that shit? Like those Star Destroyers are three times the size of the old Star Destroyers. Like I would have, there was a whole big deleted scene where like Leia sends her her buddy, the woman that you see when uh, Hosnian Prime gets blown up. Yeah. Uh, Hosnian Prime, uh, by the way, that is named after a acting teacher in LA that everybody went to. Uh, oh. uh, Hosney, his first name was Jim, Jim Hosney. Film film school factoid. teacher. Yep, throw that through that in there. Also, Kelvin Ridge is JJ's grandfather that he puts in all the movies. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you see this woman that's on the ledge and she's standing next to that alien. That's the new chancellor, by the way. Okay. Did you know that? It's a deleted it's, scene, Andrew. Yeah. It's, it's a not, deleted thread. Like I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't need Han and Chewie flying a freighter. I want to know what fucking universe I'm in and how we got here. Well, it doesn't make sense because like we just left, we just left Emperor Palpatine taking over the Senate and turning it into the empire, the empire. Right. And so we're filling the blanks. We'll go to episode four, five and six in our minds and we understand what happens and they overthrow the empire. And then for the same thing to happen again, again, you're not trusting me to get into a new world. You're just going to give me the same world. And then you're going to trust me so little you do another fucking death star. Another Death Star. Yeah, but this Death Star is different because this Death Star is basically a uh, fucking Mega Maid from Spaceballs. It's a planet. Yeah, it's Mega Maid. You're absolutely right. And do you know the planet that it is in canon? What? I- Ilum. You know what Ilum is? You haven't watched the animated series, so you don't. But that's where the Jedi go to get their kyber crystals for their lightsabers. For their lightsabers. Oh. How, how interesting is that? Would have loved a, to have known that. Yeah. Would have loved to have known it's that. It's actually important. Yep, very important. Uh, so does this film make your desert on top five status? Ooh. I know it's today? Right. today, 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 in this moment, does it make your list? Yeah, it does. It does. I'm taking it because I want to be able to watch Star Wars, A New Hope, and then Empire. And then I, I want this movie. I like watching this movie. I'm glad oh. that we got to see this movie again. I watched it three times uh, this week. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's it's a Star Wars movie, and it's really well made, and the filmmaking is excellent. So yes, it does make my Desert Island top five, which gives me now four on the Desert Island. Yeah, I've got I've got four there. Um, I think that that our seventeen listeners want to know if it makes your Desert Island top five. Here's the thing, CJ. I'm gonna do an Icon or Ycon first. Oh, and can I ask you? Can I ask you to ask me next week? Sure. Because in my head, Last Jedi makes my Desert Island top five. Ah, but in this ah, moment, ah. as much as I enjoyed The Force Awakens, I'm not sure mm. I'm going to feel the way about Last Jedi because I'm going to let you in okay. on something. I like The Last Jedi a lot, but after watching this, I'm starting to think uh, The Last Jedi is like a Doctor Who Christmas special, relevant mm-hmm. to the narrative, but not part of the main series. Gotcha. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I do, 100%. Because Force Awakens is very much part of the main series. Yep. And I think Rise of Skywalker to a certain degree is. Yep. And I remember loving The Last Jedi right before I went to see Rise of Skywalker. But but I'm just not sure that now that I've gone back 
and gone back starting from a new hope. Yeah. And I'm going to feel the same way. So ask okay. me next week, but remember to ask me next week. Cause I'm going to forget that I asked you to do that. Absolutely. Just like you forgot to ask me what my special award is. I did forget to ask you what your special award is. You did forget that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's, I mean, lucky for you that, that I'm here. That's yeah, why that's I'm good. here. Do you want to go to special award now? I think that's next. It is. Right? <laughs> right? It is. Yeah. It's absolutely next because we don't have, we don't have foreseeable plot holes because I have one. we're now in the, we're now in the plot hole, aren't we? I mean, I have Are a foreseeable plot hole though. I wrote one down. That's actually where I was oh, going to go it. next because I was going to do special oh, award after plot holes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So I think uh, you're lying, but but let's go ahead. No, I wrote it down, and I wrote it. I wrote it down in the wrong order, but that, that is how I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I think you're lying. I only lied to you once. Fire, fire away. <laughs> oh, when was that? I don't remember. The last Text time me. you told me, I forgot special award, and I actually did. Oh yeah. I'll confess. I'll confess here. You edited it out. You I did. Yeah. You didn't even need to come clean with that. I did. All right. I'll like, edit this out too. She didn't know about the cigar, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> um. All right, I'm confused. Let's do special award and then we'll do foreseeable plot hole. Okay, great. Yeah, what's your special award, CJ? Uh, the Variations on a Theme Award oh. goes to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. He, they've taken Camelot. They've taken King Arthur, right? Like mm-hmm. Luke, there was comparisons to King Arthur, but there was also Joseph Campbell and the Hero's Journey yeah. and Spaghetti Westerns and all of the remix filmmaking that we talked about with The New Hope. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But really, if you look at this movie and, and you, 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 you look at the whole, you look at it as, as the whole package, right? With, with Ray being the underdog, you know, Kylo, he dresses like a fucking knight. He's got Knights of Ren. We'll find out more about them later, I'm sure. Uh, he's, got a, <laughs> he's got a cross guard. You it's know, cool. It's very medieval. She pulls the lightsaber from the fucking, you know, from the stone in the Arthurian tale, Arthur, when he's done with Excalibur, like when he walks away, he, who does he give it to? The Lady of the Lake. Who has Luke's lightsaber? Maz Kanata. Where does she live? A lake. Variations on a theme, man. They took the Arthurian concept and just fucking boom, drove it right through for me. So that is my special award. Variations on a theme. Uh, uh, I'm sure you have an amazing special award. Oh, don't talk it up too much because variations on a theme fucking killed. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, <laughs> mine is the, I didn't know I could do that award. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Multiple people in this movie become really good at something when they need to be. That's right. That's right. It's like the first time you have sex. Yeah, all of a sudden you're great. I didn't, that, I didn't know that's I could how it happened that. for everybody. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't I could know do I was so fantastic at that. Let's do a quick rundown of people that become magically good at things in this movie. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Ray magically knows how to Jedi mind trick people. Right away. Because mm. she needed to. Because she needed to. Uh, Finn is really good with the lightsaber. He needed to. Uh-huh. Uh, Poe knows how to fly a TIE fighter. Right away. Yeah, immediately. R2 knows it's time to wake up. R2 knows it's time to wake up. Mas Kanata does not know Ray, but she knows that the lightsaber is calling Ray and knows to be down that hallway at the same time. Yeah, it's got to be hers. Uh, Millennium Falcon knows to fly to Han Solo. Millennium Falcon knows to fly to Han Solo. However, that is probably explained a little bit in uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Got it. Because that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge inside there. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler alert. Got it. That's why they say that the ship has a personality. That's She's right. An interesting ship. That's okay. right. Uh, did I she miss anybody? She wrote fucking Killing Eve. I mean, Jesus. She's fantastic. Uh, did I miss anything? I'm not sure. BB-8 knows to trust Finn in this world of scoundrels and double crossing. Yeah, she, he really knows believes that, that story pretty pretty yeah. immediately. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything. But like people yeah, become... People become really, really good at things really quickly. Good. That's a good award. That's a good award. I was right. I was right that that was a solid offering. Well, thank you. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know I could do that. Yeah. They all, they all kind of just blossom uh, at a very convenient structural point. Yeah. I knew you could do it, though. Thank you. You're welcome. So do you have a possible foreseeable plot hole that you can just, like, whip out? I mean, I don't think that I do because, because a plot hole... It had to have been created before, but now we're like on the back half. All right. Well, what if you can create one that you can spot using your knowledge of where this trilogy goes? Oh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I could. Just my head hurts right now from all the yelling. All right. I'm going to give you one, and I want Please. us to confabulate about it really quickly. Okay. Uh, so, Leia, we see her feel that Han is gone. Mm-hmm. right yep uh she obviously has a connection to the force that we're going to explore later on right yeah yeah uh we her force sensitivity is explained in return of the jedi actually like we know that there's some connection there yeah she can't feel luke she doesn't know where luke is she doesn't right? luke has cut himself off from the force which is a plot hole in and of itself because this man looked into the eyes or the mask of the most villainous person in the world and saw good in him. So him like worrying about Ben falling to the dark side would not drive him away. But yeah. continue. So knowing what we know now about Rise of Skywalker, Leia couldn't tell that Snoke, who she'd been dealing with, who presumably she has been resisting actively for quite some time now, was a Palpatine meat puppet. She couldn't feel that. Couldn't feel that. Neither could Luke. Neither could Luke. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, again, it's Palpatine, right? Who like sat in an office with all of the Jedi and force masked himself. Yikes. Yeah. It's just not well thought out, man. It's just not well thought out. Yeah, it's not. It's clumsy. It's clumsy. But I love this movie. It's like Andy Serkis wants to do the movie. It's like, okay, great. Let's find yeah, yeah, let's put him in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's put him in. He's in. He's in. You're in the play. Yeah. You know, we haven't even talked about uh, Hux. We Donald didn't. Donald Gleason. We, we haven't talked about the Nazi parallels. There's so I much mean, good stuff. General there's Hux. There's a lot is, of good stuff. General Hux is great. And he was my favorite Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Weasley. That's like a Sunday night on NBC. I think so. Central. Yeah, General Hux is great. Really want to see how that character pays off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, actually, his dad was uh, went went out uh, was the first was in the group that left the Empire to go into the unknown regions after the death of the Emperor. Oh wow! Yeah, his dad took him to. He's in that book, Aftermath. Aftermath is a great Star Wars trilogy novel uh, that that one sh- one should read if oh, they so want to keep up to date with the canon. So they went out there and they looked, but they didn't find that cult of Sith loyalists. Uh, no, no, because that was a different plan, 
right? Okay. That was happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking shit. It's bad, man. All right. Well, and it's gonna know, get I, worse. It is. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm glad that we like took a moment to like really revel in how much we love this movie because it does sharply decline from here. Absolutely. Is this film an icon or a Y-con? It's a 100% icon. Mm. It's it's the relaunching of Star Wars. It's the return of the Star Wars. It's a really excellent movie. It has got a it's it's polarizing, right? But I think over overall the fandom was pleased with this film. Uh they were excited to see what happened next. Um and I think what happened next lifts its icon status even more because it's the last good Star Wars movie. Spoiler alert for the next two episodes, but it's, <laughs> it's the last good one, you know? And, yeah. and it, it's really, it's really the last time that you can look and say, Hey, Star Wars, you know, until we get the next one and we'll see what happens with that. But no, Force Awakens, uh, 100% icon. How do you feel about that? You know what? When they announced that J.J. Abrams was going to helm the first movie in the Star Wars relaunch, people were angry and people were nervous. Uh, I was excited because I liked what he did to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a polarizing opinion, but I like his, his first two Star Trek movies and I liked the third one a lot. I thought they were all right. fun. Right. And, and I thought they were interesting and they looked beautiful and they were good. And uh, he did the same thing with this one. I think this was a really strong start i think some of the decisions that were made are harbingers for a a a creative team culture that led to some of the big missteps of the franchise later on sure but um he nailed it it's so strong it's such a strong entry it's such a strong start and and It's got problems, but every Star Wars movie has some structural and plot problems. Every Star Wars movie yeah. has some structural and plot problems, but every it's, every Star Wars movie is a Star Wars movie, and this one is what is as well. Yeah, and it's so good. And even though there's major problems, what it sets out to do, it nails. Yeah, for sure. You know, it it gives us a nostalgia factor. It gives us some slick callbacks. It lets us see old friends, lets us make new friends, gets us excited about where all of them are going to go next. It really right. does exactly what it says on the tin. And uh, I, I, I would call that a success. I don't yep. measure the success of a film based on its money. That's part of it. But it, it really nails the mission. Yep. It's super interesting, super fun. And everybody's great. Everybody's great. I, it made I, Watching this did make me want other things for the trilogy though yeah absolutely i lament I, I, what could have been there are some I plot lament, threads i lament what could have been for sure but we'll talk about that we will talk we'll about there. that we'll get we'll there get we'll get there. there we've got two more movies to go and right. uh yeah and then we've wrapped the skywalker side completely i'm very excited for this journey cj always a pleasure to talk to you my friend my pleasure is is all mine for Icon or Icon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. And I am CJ LaRoche. And we'll see you next, next time. time.